Hey, you're listening to Truth Be Told in 10 by Women Repurposed. I'm Amber Newman, and today we are actually resharing a discussion we had in the previous season because it tied in incredibly well with Alicia's teaching last week and is still so fitting for the time we are currently in. In this episode, our social media director, Ivy Neal, and I discuss Philippians 2 and how Jesus's humility and grace should shape our interactions with others. Yes, we know all the self-control is needed, especially on social media. But I read this quote recently and it really hit me. I wanted to share with you. It's by Paul David Tripp in his new Morning Mercies devotional. For the believer, harsh, critical, impatient, and irritated responses to others are always connected to forgetting or denying who we are and what we have been given in Jesus. It is very clear that no one gives grace better than a person who is deeply convinced of his own need of it and who is cogently aware of the grace he has been and is being given. Ladies, may the undeserved grace we have been given humble us and shape our every word and deed. So without further ado, let's talk truth. I'm excited for this discussion. Thanks, Ivy, for sharing with us today. Yeah, me too. This has been so timely, like in every way possible. Um, So yeah, really excited to get into Philippians. Um, Like you said, we've been talking about chapter two. Our women are actually watching that teaching this week. Um, So in verse 14, it says, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So Philippians is really cool how it progresses right before this passage um, that I taught on. We have the hymn of Christ, like that lays out everything Jesus did, his life, death, and resurrection. So we have the whole gospel presented there, but then we also have his example, his total humility. And that is what we need to model ourselves after. Um, So Paul talks about kind of what that looks like played out in real life and where to look like this in order to glorify God so that people can see our good works and glorify our father in heaven. You Mm -hmm. you see that all throughout scripture. Yeah. We have so many opportunities right now for this, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, And so many opportunities to act differently. Like it's like, um, just our humanity in general, it's so easy to show off our pride and show off our, our frustration and not model that example that Jesus gave us. Right. So like, as we're looking at, you know, big picture all around us, like everything just is in chaos. There's all this upheaval. Everything feels super uncertain from a human perspective, right? So we have the option here, you know, we can choose how we're going to respond and that's what we get to do differently from the rest of the world. So we don't have to be reactive toward all of this in fear. We get to be calm. We get to be at peace because we know that our God is not only good, he's totally sovereign over all of this. So we can rest in that and we don't have to feel like we have to, you know, white knuckle it and try to control the circumstances around us or insist on our own way, which I think we'll talk about here in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, um, something came to mind that I've heard, um, not too long ago, but often, like you said, we try to white knuckle it and we try to hold, 
hold on ourselves mm-hmm. and um, grasp on to what we think is his plan or his way. When in reality, we can just rest and be held and yeah. we don't have to fight for all these things because he is sovereign and he is good. And he has this, he's not surprised by anything, but exactly. as crazy as all of it is, you know, it's easy to forget that because things are very chaotic right now. Yeah, absolutely. So like we have that opportunity here and it can be so challenging, but we need to remember that, um, you know, God's not dependent on the circumstances around us. You know, later in Philippians, we talk about rejoicing in the Lord. You know, Paul's writing this from prison. (laughs) He's waiting to find out if he's going to live or die, like rejoicing in the Lord, regardless of what else is going on. So we wanted to talk about this kind of bring it home to a little bit smaller scale. Um, we're talking to women, you know, a lot of us are wives and moms, but even if you're not, even if you are living at home with your parents or a roommate, you know, this is applicable no matter what. Um, this grumbling or disputing can sometimes be harder in those small scale situations. Um, I told my group this week was sometimes like I respond better to a life and death, you know, dramatic situation than I do someone in my home annoying me by loading the dishwasher incorrectly. You know, it's (laughs) it's ridiculous. Those petty little sins, but those are our chances to minute by minute, you know, hand it over to the Lord, you know, lay down our own preferences, our own rights that we think we have and just submit and serve others. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's easy to, um, you know, when we're dealing with people who aren't inside our home and don't get to see us good, bad, and ugly every minute of the day, when it's the people outside of our home, I feel like it's easier to show that self-control and stop ourselves before we just, you know, lose it, (laughs) go ballistic or whatever. But when we're in our homes and in our safe zone, like that is unfortunately when our true heart is shown and, um, the biggest opportunity for, um, a good bit of refinement and, <laughs> and sanctification. And sometimes it hurts a little bit more. <laughs> right. Right. That's that choice to, you know, put the flesh to death and, yes. you know, take those, those little pesky thoughts of, Oh, well, they're not doing this the way they should, or I deserve this or, and, you yeah. know, take those thoughts and bring them into the obedience of Christ, which is sometimes, you know, over and over, you know, this is a process. And maybe this is just for me. You can, you can share your, your experience as well, but I feel like in our homes is where we do the most complaining. And it seems like right now it's, um, on social media where most of the arguing is happening because in that verse, it talks about both complaining and arguing. And I think sometimes we separate it and forget that both of those things, um, go hand in hand. And sometimes I remember when I was studying that passage not too long ago, um, arguing and complaining can really show a discontentment with God and a distrust of his will and his sovereignty. And when I read that, I was like, oh, like you really got me there. Like when you think about it that way, it just totally changes everything. Like, am I trusting God? Do I believe that God is sovereign? Do I believe that God's got this? Yeah. 100%. There is a connection there. I won't like dump my entire teaching on you, but um, if you dump, 
jump back a few verses to chapter two, verses 12 and 13. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So talking about that fear and trembling, like number one, that means awe and reverence to God, like you were talking about. Right. And humility in ourselves, like not turning our eyes inward on ourselves and, you know, navel gazing because that never goes anywhere good. Right. But focusing our attention on him and our worship on him. And then that leads to this awareness of eternity, of heaven and hell. And that kind of changes our perspective on how we're living out, even these little moments, you know, is it worth complaining about this or that, you know, with our children? Like, is this something that is a gospel issue that has to do with the development of their hearts and their relationship with the Lord? Or is this something that is not going to matter in terms of just about my my preferences or whatever right. and my personality. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like knowing our Bibles and knowing whether what we're focusing in on with our families and anyone else around us, you know, is this a biblical truth issue or is this a preference? Yeah. And differentiating between those two. Yeah. I think another thing that I have to remember, and it's one of those things where it's self-control and taking my thoughts captive captive, but remembering that the people that I'm dealing with or annoyed by or frustrated with, especially my young kids, um, they are sinners. Maybe in some situations, some are saved, some are not, but remembering just to have grace with people and remembering the grace that we've been given and that, and we actually kind of talked about this too in our marriage conversation, but just remembering that who we're dealing with is a sinner and Jesus died on the cross for them just the same as he did for me. And that really helps me at least to step back, be like, okay, maybe they're having a bad day. I can't put myself in the center of their reaction or their, um, their actions or whatever it might be. Because again, it's not, it's not about us. It's not me in the center. It's Jesus in the center. And Jesus lived a perfect life and died so that all of my sins and shame aren't going to be thrown in my face like sometimes I want to do to others. <laughs> exactly. We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know what the Lord's doing in their heart currently. Yeah. Um, I think it was Alicia had a, a video a while back talking about when we're dealing with other people, not looking for how they can love us, but looking for how we can love them, you know, so not, not trying to get the affirmation and everything from them, but being able to focus on how we can serve, how we can love them, you know, meet their needs. And it goes back to that humility of Christ, because that is so needed in those situations. So just before we wrap up, Ivy, is there any like one thing um, when you were studying for this teaching that you would like to share or that stood out to you the most? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, <laughs> but is there anything, any just one thing that you want to leave with our listeners from the study as it pertains to just kind of this topic of dealing with people, especially in this, you know, in the world right now, or even just in our homes? I think what stuck out to me was this idea of being a servant and 
just the way Paul talks about it and what Jesus has to say about serving is that this role and this position of being a willing servant is a gift. Like that's a privilege to participate in whatever God's doing. And if we can be a vessel that he's working through with our families or our friends or that, you know, weird person on Facebook, whatever (laughs) it is, like, like what a privilege that is. The God of the universe chooses to work through us sinners to reach people. And just the, the blessing that that is, and that we get to sometimes watch what he's doing, you know, this front row seat to this transformation that he is working in other people around us. So I think just enjoying that and not, it's not drudgery. Like it's a total gift to be a servant of God. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That is so good. I'm not even going to say anything else (laughs) because that is it, man. It hit me real hard. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. Okay. Well, that is all the time we have. And that was the perfect note to end on and just the perfect mindset to remember that it is a gift and it is a privilege to be part of what God is doing. Like what an awesome thing we get to do. Thank you ladies so much for listening. Um, Don't forget to tune in each Tuesday. Um, Next week we'll be doing another blog discussion. And until we are back next week, ladies, we pray that we will be truth tellers this week as women who love God, learn truth and live transformed.